You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Fatterday Omaha. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this. Hey, this is Dave Zorka with Fatterday Omaha, and I am sitting here in the Palatial KIOS studios with Alfie Cahashio, and uh, he has graciously uh, come in to spend some time with us to talk about one of uh, Omaha's longest-standing restaurants, longest-standing steakhouses, and surviving steakhouses of some of the uh, the big greats that have been around Omaha for, for many years. So, uh, Alfie, how you doing? How's things going? Good. Everything's going great. Awesome. So what's happening at Cash? these days we're, we're at a very uh busy time for you i'm guessing because as we record this here tomorrow's valentine's day so yes. i have a feeling your your phone is getting a workout yeah it is uh you know any of those holidays we always open and it's busy no matter what you know it's valentine's day it was a big weekend yeah for the week for the weekend too so like you know we we're really busy on friday and saturday night but you know a little carryover Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so does the I mean, coming up, um, you know, this weekend, are you expecting to book the place out pretty much on, on Friday there with uh, anniversaries and, yeah. and yeah. Valentine's? Things yeah, and it'll stuff? be busy this weekend, too. Um, yeah. You know, I'd say probably this Tuesday we'll probably do 250 tables, I'm guessing, you know, most of them are all two tops, of course. Um, but, you know, they're pretty much in and out. They're not a, a you know where they're staying, you know, and having a bunch of drinks and stuff. So it's a good turn flow for us. Um, yeah. But, you know, Friday and Saturday this coming week will be the same thing. It'll be busy again, you know, for the people that can't make it. You know, they're at work. They don't get off till 6, whatever. So, and we're only open from 4 to 8. So, you know, we don't keep the staff there all night so they can sure. enjoy themselves too. So That's awesome. That's awesome. And about how many people can fit in cashews if you, if you guys are fully stocked there? Uh, about eighteen hundred, believe it or not. Oh wow! Cause yeah, you got, you got the like the party room banquet space yes. too, right? Yeah, so. downstairs we have a big room that holds about five hundred, and the other one wow. holds two hundred, and then another seventy-five. So there's three party rooms in the basement, and then with upstairs, so yeah. we got about thirty thousand square feet. So wow, that's a little too big <laughs> most of the time, but uh, you know it it pays off, especially with holidays and you bet you know Christmas banquet the banquet hall, you know, so it's helped us a lot. Absolutely. How long have you guys been officially open now? Uh, we've been open for 77 years. That's fantastic. Yeah. Since 1946. So yeah, my, we, uh, my grandpa and great uncle started really in 1933 across caddy corner to us, little bar and grill. Oh, okay. And then before that, which a lot of people don't know, they were down on six and cedar where the old botanicals gardens building. Oh, used wow. To be. And that used to be called the Rinkadink, and it was a little oh, bar and grill there. Name. So, oh, that's awesome! So, um, two barn grills, and then the steakhouse yep. as it stands now. Yes, yes. My goodness, and and has it always been able to seat eighteen hundred people, or did it start a little smaller? It started a lot smaller. Uh, it was a pharmacy. It was a really? kind of like a brick building, kind of like M's Pub, I would say. Sure. We had the restaurant on the main level. Uh -huh. There was two sets of apartments above, and they turned it into a steakhouse. March 3rd, 1978, there was a fire. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, when the fire happened, about a month before we started getting rid of our tenants, because we were going to vamp that into party rooms. Oh, wow. And then we got arson by a gentleman that got caught like in 1996. I don't know if you know that yet, but 1996. Oh, no. huh. Yeah, okay. 1996, a guy, or 
1978, they burned it down. In 1996, yeah. when they caught him. They always thought it was from my dad's cigarette at first that uh -huh. he might have threw in a trash can. He says he didn't. They end up catching this guy. The FBI did. They were having him do a underground sting, and then uh, he commit or admitted to burning a church down in Iowa. That's where they're really going him for. Oh, they weren't wow. going for really our steakhouse. Yeah. Then he said that you know he burned us down in a place called Salvatore's, which is over caddy corner like 48th and 11th you know where the bakers okay. is where the quick shop is now okay there used to be a big steakhouse there he burned oh, both wow. of us down oh my gosh yeah as, as if it's not hard enough to run a restaurant anyway right then, wow and and because right. I, I mean a lot of people would probably naturally think oh there's a kitchen fire or something because you're dealing with fire and things all day and then you have arson happen in two different restaurants did he give any reasoning no at all what they said was that he tried to go through our second level, went yeah. through the floor, tried to get in the safe, couldn't get in the safe, and then burned it down because he didn't want evidence. Oh, my gosh. That was the real reason why he burned us down. Obviously, a dr dramatic recovery needed and a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. And then so so the building as it sits now is how it's been roughly since post-78. Yeah, okay. since 1980. And it was, so it was rough because okay. my grandpa was out there, and it was kind of like an M's Pub type fire. Oh, yeah, uh, just everything. It was like 20 below zero. Oh, my gosh. The pumping trucks were freezing up. My grandpa spent two weeks in the hospital with frostbite. Oh, my gosh. Was he out there trying yeah, to help trying put to help, it out? Yeah. He's trying. Oh, he's out there trying to help him and stuff. And, uh, oh, man. It was a big ordeal, that's for sure. What but, a deal. So we built about twice as big, believe it or not, afterwards. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And, the you know, the family's livelihood there and, and everything. And, and, my goodness, what a what a guy for, <laughs> I mean, really just, you know, trying to help put out this fire. And, obviously, probably pretty massive massive yeah. uh fire to put out and you know seeing what the the crews have to do when it's that cold and right. things is just ridiculous like you said with ems you know that's yeah. wow same thing yeah wow wow and so i mean here here we we sit in 2023 as we talk many many decades later obviously sheer grit will and determination has brought you through some of these adversities but how do you guys keep going you know you've got some of the restaurants that have closed los Solomillos closed more recently you know if i think of save ross or also anthony's pretty close you know yeah huge how, how do you guys keep going what's the what do you guys do you know there? we have a good uh you know i still bring it down to my staff and my team i mean they're i got an employee that's been with me almost 50 years believe it or not that's awesome still on the grill wow. he's starting to slow down a little bit but i've had I got like seven other employees, been with me over 30 years. But when Tony Fuccinero called me and told me that he was closing, it was like a shock to me because, I mean, he does, he was doing over twice the business I was. And I'm, I'm a good friend of his. Him him and Don Lasoli are very good to me. And, you know, sure. we borrowed things from each other, you know, talk device, everything else. And uh, it was a shocker when he said that, you know, that he was closing. I'm like, really? He said, you know, and. He's got, you know, his family members that didn't really want to, you know, stay in the business, you know, and it, yeah. it was tough for him because he was at his time when he was done and I don't blame him. I mean, everybody gets burned out in it. Sure. Um, myself, I'm going to say about 10 more years I got in me, <laughs> uh -huh. you know, I had a son that worked for me for about four and a half years, five years, and it's just not for everybody when you're working every holiday, every weekend. Oh. You don't have the family time. It's a tough racket, you know. Everybody thinks you're a multimillionaire because you own a restaurant and they don't have a clip. It's a lot of grind, yeah. you know. And 
But talking about all the older restaurants, there was 19 Italian steakhouses at one time in Omaha. Oh my goodness. And I'm the only one left. But you have to still put good food on the plate. It's true. If you don't, we call it the Titanic. So, because it's such a big building, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like 30,000 square feet. So, when it's sinking, you got to get it upright again, you know. So, it's a, yeah. it's a long process. It's not a thing that you can just go in and go out. It's it's a lot harder than people think. Yeah, and you got to be all in. And, and you bring up a really good point there that everybody I've talked to, most people that are in the restaurant business, I mean, obviously you need to make a living. But... A lot of people aren't getting anywhere close to, to rich. Those margins are right. thin. And Very you, thin. If you can just keep keep it going mm-hmm. <laughs> is is a lot of it. So, right. man, are, are there any adjustments in, in your tenure at the restaurant that you've had to make to kind of right the ship, so to speak, or avoid hitting the iceberg or anything that comes to mind? You know what? I started attacking was parties because parties, your day-to-day business and you could probably ask all these restaurants in town. A lot of them don't make money at lunchtime. Sure. It's a time to prep your food for nights because your your price, you know, your price point's totally different. Yeah. You know, it's almost the same meal coming out for half the price. Right. So a lot of people don't realize that when they're going to a place and, you know, let's say just our eight ounce sirloin, it's a $21 meal at lunch, but it's a $28 meal, $29 meal at night. Yeah. It's a totally different ball game. But for us, our main thing is if we can get a lot of parties in, parties is where you can make your gravy to stay afloat. Your day-to-day business, especially lunchtime, truthfully to me is keep my customers happy so they keep coming back. Sure. I mean, but we did end up closing Mondays and Tuesdays, give me a little free time at home mm-hmm. or doing some prep work. But uh, just the grind, you have, you have to be there, be there, be there. If you're not it'll fade away real fast. So that's true. And that's how my grandpa always said it. And my great uncle, you know, and that's who I learned from before my dad. And I started there when I was 13 years old. And it's, oh my goodness, you have to be there. If you're not there, people want to see you. And it's been a little struggle during COVID because I was in the kitchen a lot. Yeah. Cooking and prepping and so a lot of my customers are always going in my kitchen saying, Alfie, how are you doing? (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. You know, but yeah, it's a, it's a tough, you know, it's a tough racket. It really yeah. is. That's the other reason I think a lot of folks are in the restaurant business too, is that customer connection. When you can see somebody that's, you know, oh, hi Joe or Sue or whoever, right. you know, it's good to see you. And uh, man, I could see how during, you know, COVID and that, that time was probably a lot of tough. Did you guys, how did you kind of adapt or, or hold on during that time? Cause that, that was crazy well, it for was, everybody. Yeah, it was, it was, it was tough for us because we're a steakhouse. So people don't want to spend, you know, let's just say 25 to $40 and take a filet home. Those stuff kind of stuff didn't, isn't good for like to go. Sure. We started doing our family pack style stuff with like pastas, chicken parm, you know, lasagna trays. Yeah. Stuff that could feed a family for 50 bucks, eight of them. You bet. And we started doing that and uh, it helped us generate some money. Sure. Trying to keep some of our staff. I got 50 employees and I lost six over COVID. Mm. So it was, they were loyal to me and I was loyal to them, I should say. You bet. So it was hard. It was really hard for everybody. I mean, it wasn't, you bet. You you name it, they all went through the same stuff as we went through. My thanks to yourself and every restaurant around Omaha because everybody did the best they could in a really tough situation. Right. And for me, the places that were doing takeout and delivery brought 
a little bit of sense of normalcy, so mm-hmm. to speak, or at least a at least that that connection of like, okay, I can still get food from this restaurant that I love. So that's awesome. Have you guys bounced back pretty well then after after that? Doing all right there. For yes, the most part? we have. Uh, it's Great. been it's been really good. During COVID, I had a lot of customers calling me asking me if I needed money. Believe it or not, you oh, know, wow. I probably wow. had fifteen loyal customers there pretty wealthy, you know, wanting to borrow me money or just give me money. I'm like, no, I don't want nothing. You know, I said, just tell your friends, tell everybody, you know, that I'm open and That's the so we can come back stronger. But it was amazing. The people that came back around and it's been good. It really has. Yeah. You know, I hate to see local restaurants. I like every chain to go bye-bye as I can, but sure. Like La Solis, they got burned out, tired, yeah. And with Anthony's, he was the rock of the steakhouse, is my opinion. I mean, he really was. He had more parties. and Man, that parking lot he, was full all oh, the yeah. time. He had so many parties. And a lot of it's coming my way, and it's helped us. You know, yeah. I got a lot of Creighton now that Ant, that Tony had at Anthony's. Yeah. And I got pretty much all their sports now, which has helped us a ton. Good, good. So basketball, they just had their last one Friday. It's like 450 to 500 people every four to five times a year so yeah it's been good for me on that too so that's awesome and yeah. that that same that same staff of 50 or so is is helping the five people that come in at lunch or, or the 500 yep. people yep. that come in the evening yes they are oh my gosh oh my gosh that's wild so you know you said you're the the last italian steakhouse is still here i mean the the coniglias are all gone you know no more mr c's no more venison nothing like that so what makes an italian steakhouse an Italian steakhouse versus something else? Well, number one is you got to serve pasta with every meal. Yeah. And that's been my grandpa saying for years. You have to have a traditional sauce. We cook our sauce for about eight hours in a 60-gallon kettle. Wow. With neck pork bones and uh, simmer it slowly. And by the time it's done, you you lose about 25% of the water. Intensify that flavor, yeah. And... uh, that's his old saying, you know, and you got to have bread. You know, you there, now a lot of people are starting to charge for a side of bread. If you're going to have bread, breadsticks, uh, whatever they have. Right. There's an upcharge for that kind of stuff. And we've never been that way. Um, and we haven't really changed anything. I've kept it all the same, all the old recipes. Um, we've had some chefs that have been there for, I had one that was with us for almost 50 years, Tony Apparel, that. Uh, wow. He was good for our restaurant. He came from Sicily, and he was, uh, truthfully, we stole him from uh, the original Coniglias. Oh, nice. <laughs> when, he was, when he was like 14 or 15 years old, and my grandpa found out that he was really good. Uh-huh. And uh, we ended up stealing him from down there, <laughs> across from Morrissey's Bakery over there. And uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, they were down, yeah, down Little Italy yeah, then. That's yeah, right. they were right across the street. And um, my grandpa went and... Drove down there like six different times. Told him to come work for him. That's awesome. And, uh, so he ended up coming up there, and he worked with us for about fifty years. But wow, well, really impressive guy. That move obviously paid off pretty well. Oh then. yeah, <laughs> and he didn't he didn't read nothing from a book. Wow, just and like he didn't knew measure it. anything. It was all hands. He would, wow. If it was a cup of salt, he'd throw a couple handfuls, whatever it is, to him. But it was nuts that he just everything was in in his head. So that's wild. Pretty impressive. That's wild. And yeah. and so did, did your grandfather then help 
develop the original recipes or, or did they they come from like Nona back in you know Italy or like how did that how yeah, did recipe... a lot of that stuff was uh from my grandpa but Tony Tony had a lot of recipes himself too ah okay you know he had a lot you know that he would do and uh a lot of people don't know this but we were the first place to have frozen pizzas really yeah my dad was uh like five six years old downstairs in the basement boxing frozen pizzas huh yeah. When when did you guys start to give? I want to say it was nineteen forty. Oh my god, forty five or something. Nineteen forty, right? Right before the. Yeah. Yeah, and we would we would uh, freeze them and sell them, and no one knew what pizzas were back then. I'll be darned. Yeah. I'll be darned. Innovating way back then. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's wild. I I know the the recipes really haven't changed as they've been added, but is the menu different or has it expanded a lot over the years or just well we really haven't changed much i mean we do some different pasta dishes uh yeah i created a couple little things um our thing is is like when i first when i took it over from my dad in 2008 i started putting a little and I was funny because you were talking about malaras yeah you know about their iceberg lettuce when i was listening to you the other day (laughs) So I started putting a little bit of mixed greens, uh-huh. you know, in our salad. Yeah. You know, because we use iceberg lettuce too. Sure, sure. And, you know, it's just been that way for years with our traditional sauce, our dressing, you yeah. know, mix it. We mixed everyone by hand. And so I started putting some mixed greens and stuff in there and a little uh, Caesar uh, romaine. Oh, sure, and, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Within, I'll bet you within that first three weeks I did it, I probably would get Five to ten complaints a day. Why are you changing? <laughs> like, why why are you changing? Yeah. Why are you changing this salad? You know, I'm like, well, yeah, because all these other people were doing these things and people were liking it. I don't care for it, but so I tried it and I was like, no, I'm going back to my thing. And if you ever read my reviews, the first thing people complain about is our plain old iceberg salad with banana peppers and pepperoncinis and olives. That's all it comes with. But yeah. that's how it's been for years. Why change something that ain't broke? And I was like, I'm not doing this no more. You, you bet. Well, and I, yeah. I hope when you listen to the Malara's episode, and thank you for listening, by the way, mm-hmm. I I like it that way. Oh, yeah. It's a vehicle for that dressing. I could just drink that dressing by itself. That's, right. you know, <laughs> right. that's, that's fine. I'm good. And so so with the, um, so with the standard, uh, I don't want to say standard, I guess with the Italian steakhouse uh, footprint uh, of, of a meal, so uh, likely a salad, bread, side of pasta so you, you kind of keep getting all these little sides and then your main course shows up and it's right. quite a meal you're not leaving hungry yeah. i mean no, you're just you're not. not so you're not and, and we go through a lot of to-go boxes yeah oh at 22 yeah. cents a piece yeah yeah oh, <laughs> so, yeah but you know you get a potato choice of potato or fries or rice and then your main course so it's that's a lot and during the winter i didn't do it Truthfully, I kind of stopped it during COVID, but I started back up. We used to give soup and salad. Oh, and then when COVID yeah. hit, I decided I'm not going to do soup anymore. Because, you know, it's cost me like $120 to make a big pot of soup. Yeah. And we'd go through it that day. Yeah. Giving everybody a cup of soup with their salad. Um, so now you only get the choice of one or the other. But if we can get back to normal, which it, we are, yeah. you know, I might go back to Given the soup and salad. But well, if you, if you all my regular customers get it though, anyway, because they, <laughs> they say, "Give me some soup." Okay, okay. you got it. 
<laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and it's it sounds like it, and the smile on your face is awesome because it sounds like you've got a lot of regulars too that you know you're just used to seeing, which is just a wonderful thing. Yeah, so. it is. I mean, we serve probably fifty customers, and this is not a joke. I bet you there's fifty customers that come in that restaurant every day. Oh my gosh! Or every you know Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, that are there every day, and they eat the same thing. Wednesday, wow. Thursday, Friday. Wow. It's nuts. And uh, like me, I'll order to go all the time because, I, I mean, not all the time, but probably once a week. Yeah. I go and I'll order some because I get tired of my own food, which sure. I shouldn't say, but I do. Well, you're living in I it. Mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so I mean, <laughs> I'll get from other restaurants yeah. in town and uh, we order stuff all the time. That's, and it's wow. just a thing where I don't know how these customers do it, but they're loyal. It's crazy. Yeah. Do are a lot of them in the, the in the neighborhood? Because you guys have been on on Tenth Street for for a very long time. So a lot of them around that area. Or are they traveling uh, from? They're traveling. Truthfully, I mean, I have yeah. a few. I mean, I probably got five or six that are in the neighborhood that come. Yeah. A bunch of old Italians that come. I have one group that comes every Thursday and Friday. There's six to eight of them every time, but. uh we get a lot of Council Bluffs people, too. Nice. You know, we get a lot of the Iowa side over there, a lot of the farmers and stuff. You bet. Uh, it's us and then Pizza Kitchen. or Pizza, oh, Pizza King. King. Pizza sure. King over yeah, there, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. They get – I've been over there a few times eating. I'll see my customers in there. Yeah. Wherever I go, I see somebody that I know. <laughs> if I go – if I'm out, it's usually a Monday or Tuesday if I'm going to go somewhere because I work every other day. But Right. Um I see everybody, and it's funny because they'll be like, "Oh, you're closed. Don't get, don't, don't bust me because you're, uh, you're closed tonight." I'm like, "I know, I know. It's fine." Like and not... like Nettie's, you know, when Nettie's oh. had that fire, I was there that Tuesday. Oh my gosh! And five of those tables are my customers too. Oh, geez. that was sitting in there, you know, and wow. what a tragedy that is. Terrible, Man. and uh, but it's it's crazy because there's a lot of people that don't cook no more. At least I think they don't because sure. they're always out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Oh, man. With the, well, you, you mentioned Nettie's there and that oh, there's just like, man, I really want a, a super cheesy chicken enchilada and I can't, right. I can't get one. Um, but, uh, you know, not a Nettie's right now. But any advice that you might give Nettie's or, or, or any of these restaurants, like what, what maybe helped you guys through? I know this is not your generation that was running or, at the time, because you came in right, in, in 08. Right. But um, from what you've heard or remember, are there any things if you had to say, hey, do this? Does, does there any advice? I don't know. That's I mean, a it's tough a one. tough one because yeah. they were, they were getting a little older and they're getting a lot of people saying, hey, we want you to rebuild. We want you to rebuild. But I want to say they're in, they're in their 70s. It's tough to try to go and rebuild again and start back up and you got to have those other generations that want it. And that's what, that's when it comes to all these family restaurants that are closing is because I was young enough. Yeah. So I'm 50 years old. So, I mean, I only want to go about 10 more years, to be honest, but I, sure. My wife says I ain't, but she ain't gonna <laughs> let me quit. But she, uh, says that she ain't gonna let me go jack around and do everything else. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm probably gonna have to stay at work. But, <laughs> Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say what you would, you know, tell those people because it's such a tragedy so quick that, you know, everything's gone. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. And I, I've told myself I was going to close my place down, you know, especially during COVID. I was, I was done. I was, I really was, I had it sold 
if I would have signed the papers, I would have no been. No kidding. I would have been out. But so you I, just didn't have the ink on them, but you had I papers. didn't have the ink, Whoa. but I had it. And uh, I'm glad I didn't because what am I going to do? <laughs> you only golf once a week for the back curtain, so oh, that. Well, in Nebraska, you've got months and weeks where golfing just right. doesn't doesn't work so well. But uh, yeah, and I, I saw a thing that um, I thought this was a good suggestion that Nettie's buy the old Joe Tess because of course Joe right. Tess. Plus, but I think they wanted like one and a half million for mm-hmm. it or something like that, and they're like, we just don't have that money. It's just not, right. not happening. So. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. another one that was open for years. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know COVID was not kind to them at all. They, right. I don't think they ever bounced back or anything mm-hmm. like that. And they so. went to all to go ordering and stuff, and you know, never right. opened their dining room. And yeah, it's tough. Well, and like you said, you know, with the with the the steakhouses and, and stuff like that, you want the you want the conversation. You want to hear the you know clinking glasses and a drink right. from the bar and 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 the progression of the meal. Oh, here's you know here's my salad. Here's my pasta. Here, you know, it, it's that's the experience. You know, right. and, and and the Cassio's building in this case too, being there so long. You know, it's 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 the experience of the whole thing and having somebody you know bring your bread to your table and you know fill in your drink and those things so yeah saturday morning well saturday i got there about 10 30 and this couple showed up about 11 15 and wanted to eat i'm like we're closed and they go we got married here 49 years ago and we really wanted to eat here and i'm like well i can't i said i don't have no cooks here i have nothing <laughs> on and i said i got some dessert and so I got him each a turtle cheesecake and a lemon drop cheesecake and gave him one of my menus yeah. one of my that says oh, cashews wow. on it. And they were ecstatic. They were so excited because they just wanted a receipt is yeah. what they wanted after that. And I said, here, I got a menu for you. And I gave him a couple stickers. And they all both went to Grace University sure. across the street. Okay. That's yeah. where they met and uh, oh my got married there 49 years ago. So, wow. It was kind of neat to, you know, make them happy. You bet. Well, I wish I could have cooked them a meal, but it would have took forever to get everything on. Well, I think that uh, as as I know that meal would have meant a lot to them, but that menu and that's something they're going to have for forever. Forever. That's really cool. And my goodness, the the number of first dates, anniversaries, weddings, wedding receptions, you know, confirmations, whatever that have been through. Cashios has got to be kind of legendary at this oh, yeah. point with with that. I mean, what an impact on the community and, and memories that you guys are able to to facilitate. You know, right. that's that's awesome. I had one. It's kind of a sad story, but uh, they got married or had their wedding re- or wedding at our restaurant seventy five years ago. Oh my goodness! So they they're ninety. They're, so they were having their seventy fifth. Yeah. At and she. I want to say she was like 90. He was 91. Yeah. She passed away a week before their party that they were having at the restaurant. Oh, my gosh. And uh, ended up canceling it. Um, but wow. it was a, it was kind of neat. I kind of – I had a radio – or a news station and stuff going to do a thing on them and stuff. And then yeah, it ended up falling through. But Oh, my goodness. She ended up passing away like a week and a half or something like that before – Wow, it's before it, their anniversary. It's which it's amazing. Would have been neat. Oh yeah, but I, you know, even to have them book that and choose that spot and right. and um, just the amount of significance that a meal can have is right. amazing. Is absolutely amazing. That's wild. That's wild. You know, you've had the the cooks with you for a long time. You said you've got one guy that's that was with you for like fifty or so. You've got another guy that's on the line now. That's that's been there about 50 years or yes. so. And um, I know you said maybe he was slowing down a little bit, but my guess is he's probably 
still faster maybe than some of the newer oh, folks. Oh, he I is. Know. He is. He's he's pretty quick still. You know, yeah. he's got a little uh, he's got a little hand problem now. You know, he's got that carpal tunnel in his hand, but yeah. he can still grill steaks. And he's man, he's sixty or no, he's sixty nine, I think. Wow, and just still yeah, still cranking him can, out. Yeah, and he's he's good. You, he reads a ticket once. He knows that fillets medium rare. He knows that ribeye is rare. It's pretty impressive. But. Yeah. Well, and, and that's that's one thing, you know, especially, you know, a kitchen that has to service so many tables of that size to get each steak out on time and a difference in doneness right. while they're at it. That's some serious skill to make all it's, those to get those tough. fired at the same time. It so. is tough. And that's the hardest thing because somebody thinks their steak's medium rare. Well, let's say we think it's medium rare. They think it's rare. Or they think that's medium well. So that's the hardest Part of the restaurant to me is the steaks because, you know, your pastas and that, they know exactly what they're going to get. But everybody's temperature is different where they come from. And so I was cooking three weeks ago and I had three steaks come back and I was like, man, I'm not I'm not a very (laughs) good grill man anymore. And uh, but, you know, they were like rare is rare, but they wanted them cold. Oh, just good. Yeah. (laughs) Is it it mooing? And one wasn't well enough. But you have those days. Yeah. But most people are pretty, uh, if they're temperature off, and it happens, especially when you got 80 steaks on the grill. Oh, yeah. You're going to have some hiccups when it comes to cooking steaks. It's it's not, it's not like you're frying a, you know, chicken breast to make a chicken parm that's pretty easy to do. But when it comes to steaks, it's... Yeah, it's you, a totally different ball game. Yeah, and you've got I mean, you've got 5 to 10 degrees until you're at the next right. shade and then, yeah. you know, as it goes from kitchen to, to plate, plate, it can yep. change there too. Yep. So, my goodness. Now, now you said you had started at the restaurant when you were 13? Yes. And what were you doing at 13? Uh, bussing. Nice. Bussing tables. Started yeah. tray carrying when I was 15, 16. I washed I still wash dishes. Nice. If we have big parties, and stuff like on holidays, I'm out, I'm washing dishes after we're done. And a lot of times I'm not out there when we have a big night because I'm cooking or yeah. I'm doing whatever needs to be done in the back of the house. Um, but I wash dishes till one thirty in the morning sometimes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, uh, but I started bussing, train, uh, did a little bit of line cooking. And then when I was 19 is when I started out in the front, my uncle my great uncle Al owned it then. You know, that's who I'm named after. He's like, you're going to start hosting. I'm like, all right. So I had to get a suit because <laughs> back then, you know, everybody was wearing yeah, suits. Yeah, you bet. Then I started doing that. I was bartending when I turned 19 and, you know, just learned everything else. And then now I do everything. That's awesome. <laughs> Whatever just... I have to do. I did do Heimlich the other day on a lady. Do it, really? Oh, I, oh I, my gosh. About once a month, believe it or not. It's surprising because people are like, you serious? Whoa. But yeah, it's. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so you're doing dishes, cooking steaks, and saving lives. Right. Like that's what you do. <laughs> I saved about about six months ago. I saved this lady's life. Oh my gosh! And it was uh, that was about three months ago. And there was all these people around her trying to give her the Heimlich. They're patting her on her back, and it was iceberg lettuce. It was wrapped around <laughs> her throat. Oh no! And I Re- got in there, Whoa. which is a lot of people don't realize this, but you know, lettuce will. Wrap around kind your of yeah, cup there it a little. does yeah, and any kind of lettuce, sure, you know, leaf sure. lettuce, whatever it is. But uh, she's and then they said, well, she just had a piece of bread, piece of the breadstick, and 
they were getting her and she was almost turning blue oh and I gosh. went running from the front podium went to she was in row seven which is our last row before our party room glass doors yeah and I made a move and one of them was a nurse I was doing and I got her on the first thump and uh she started breathing again and we I hurried and set her down because she was collapsing because you know she was oh, out just of no air out of, yeah out of yeah. oxygen and she looked up at me and she didn't know what was going on and stuff because she was about ready to pass out and so I took her in my back room and her and her husband went back there and uh, she uh, got her breath back and everything else. But it was, it was, that one was scary because it was, you know, I wasn't at up at that point, but right. I had one downstairs last Friday and I was going upstairs to change in my Creighton uniform. Yeah. Cause yeah. The team uh, coming in. Yeah. Yeah. McDermott yeah, yeah. wanted me to, wanted to give me a gift, you know, nice. for doing all their parties Aww. and I turn the corner and I see this lady choking by the bathrooms and they were trying to help her and she threw up on me a little bit but you probably had worse happen <laughs> yeah, I but i got her i had, it, that one took a couple thumps but i i got her going Holy again but, smokes yeah i i would have so oh. i'm kind of a doctor too at the restaurant <laughs> my goodness you know it's always funny as a, as a restaurant owner i, I I've been very blessed to speak with a lot of people. It's like your plumber, your electrician, wh- whatever the restaurant yep. needs. But uh, I haven't had any yet. We're doctor. And I wouldn't have thought of lettuce causing in a yeah. million years. Yeah. But that makes sense. It does. It, holy smokes. Well, my wife works for a big GI clinic in town here. Yeah. She, uh, she's in charge of, she's their CEO of their company. And there's like 26 doctors and that's one of them too that they say is very dangerous is uh, lettuce. Wow, and that's how I kind of learned it beforehand. But uh, my goodness, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you know it's just not steak. Most of the time it's chicken. Sure, it's such of a drier meat. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But lettuce is one of them. Oh my gosh! Wow, wow. That that's just absolutely blew yeah. my mind. I, well, thank goodness. Well, we'll you go were back there. to something else now. No, we'll I, have I to go I, in the medical field. No, that's. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is good. Did, was that um, going back from your transition from from cooking in the back to front of the house? I mean, you said you had to get the suit and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Did that come naturally to your personality, or was that like a big shift? It was there? a big shift, but not bad because I mean, I knew a lot of the people because you know when I was carrying trays, I knew the customers. You oh, know, and, sure. And us, tr- a lot of our tray carriers, if the waitress ain't there, they'll serve the food if they know where it's going. Nice. So you know, you kind of get in. I loved it. I was so excited. I went and bought like three suits. Nice. Thinking I'm a big shot now because, you know, I'm going to start seating people. Right. Doing all that. But I'm a personal person. I think that it's just in my blood. I'm, yeah. I like to talk to people and it's how I am. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. So that that's a good deal. Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, there's that classic restaurant cliche or trope of like front of the house doesn't get along with back of the house and you know and and then then you moved it did the did the kitchen give you any grief there at all not really <laughs> but you know to get to the true points about the front of the house back of the house it's usually lunch crew dinner oh, crew that's tell. where all the fights are at you okay know, these waitresses are saying these waitresses aren't doing their job this cook saying this guy's not cleaning this well, he didn't prep this. He didn't do that. It's always night and day. Oh, because you got the shift change over, yes. and they're like, "We're not ready to go because oh, those yeah. other guys, right? Didn't those other do guys something. didn't do this. They didn't do that." And that's how it is. It's always been that way. Aha! Day crew would fight with night crew. Night crew would fight with day crew. I mean, we're 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 pretty good. I mean, we don't. I mean, there's bickering. You know, sure. it's usually that's the fights. Is 
or arguments or whatever. You know, yeah. they're not pulling their weight at lunchtime and the nighttime's not pulling their weight and so on. But yeah, that's where that's where most of the bickering when it comes down to that. But my crews, I haven't had any fights forever, and it's it's been amazing for truthfully. I think COVID kind of woke everybody up because I really haven't had any arguments, fights. You know, I think everybody's happy they're working. Yeah, type thing now. So it's there's been some pluses out of it too. Absolutely. Well, and I I think you know. And it points to your staff for, you know, pulling through it together and, you know, making making things happen. And it's it's got to be a relief for you as well to have the those loyal folks that are still with you, because, man, finding staff right about now is kind of hard. So right. it's good. you got such a solid crew yeah, there. It's been so. pretty good. Yeah, it really has. And I've pulled some people, you know, I got a couple from Lasoli's. I got a couple from Anthony's that helped me. Nice. Feel back in my spots. Yeah. And I'm very happy with them. That's I really awesome. am. That's so. awesome. Well, cool. Well, well, so you said that um, you know you don't always eat out or don't always eat at the restaurant, of course, because you're you're cooking the steak. You're you're living in there all day. What are some of the spots you like to head to around town when you're um, when you're heading elsewhere? Well, probably I don't know if I should be saying the stuff on air, but I'll probably get in trouble. But that's all right. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> La Casa's, yeah, is probably my favorite pizza joint. You bet. Um, I love La Casa Burger Joint. I'd say Dinkers or. Patty's on oh, center. Oh, yeah, Patty McGowan's, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you Both bet. of those is where we go for uh, Mexican stuff was uh, Nettie's, Nettie's a lot. Um, Trini's, I just ordered from Trini's downtown the nice. other day. I go to a little smaller mom-and-pop type shops, but sure. those are my main to-go-tos. Well, and you're, uh, and Brother you're... Sebastian's, believe it or not, I like to go out there. Nice. Uh, they got a good joint. Um but those are my top ones when I'm going to go out to eat. That's awesome. Well, and you guys are are uh, right next door to uh, Olson's over there. Oh, the best. Man, those donuts are just so good. They're the best. <laughs> I, they are. I, I had to quit eating them. I was getting too fat. <laughs> I still eat them, and she brings them on Thursdays sometimes to just <laughs> like Deb, punish me. Deb, keep yeah. them over there. Yeah. Not... <laughs> oh, man. I they're, they're cake donuts. I There just isn't one better. There isn't yeah. one better. Um um, I, I love them. They're just always so perfectly cooked and, and the price, even, even with, I, they raised it a couple cents or a buck, yeah. but I think it's still like eight bucks a dozen yeah. or something. It's, it's like nine bucks, I think, geez. but you can't, you can't beat their donuts. No. And I could drive by the restaurant. I'm like, man, I need to own this donut shop. Cause there's like 30 cars waiting. Cause now they start open like seven o'clock. Yeah. There'll be 25 people outside and 30 cars outside waiting to get their donuts. Yeah. And yeah. they I want to say she told me she sells like she makes five hundred dozen a day. Oh my! And gosh. sells out by you know noon or one o'clock. They're gone. Wow! It's crazy. That's six thousand donuts. Or, <laughs> no wait, how many is that? No six. Yeah, six thousand donuts. That's a whole lot yeah. of donuts in a day. Jeez! And then they gotta wake up and do it all again right. the next day. <laughs> they start at midnight. Do they really? Yes, they start at midnight. Wow, yep. a baker's life. Is, Her husband, is I, I'm shooting a blank what his name is, but Deb's husband starts at midnight, and then he yeah. has two other helpers, and they're making all those donuts. Wow. And they got the old donut flipping machine. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a good operation. They work hard. They do. They do. Yeah. yeah and it's... Everybody gets mad because they'll come to the restaurant. They're closed for 10 days. I'm like, well, they're take... they always take a vacation in January. Right, right. So I want to say it's like the 20th through the February 1st, and they're like... 
They're closed today. I'm like, hey, they got to have some time off too. Right? Yeah. Oh, jeez, working. My goodness. Yeah, because they, they do have the best. They're, they're so good. And it, it's so fun too because they, you know, they do cookies and breads and pies oh, yeah. and cakes and, and all sorts of stuff in there and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, and they're they're just too awesome. And they uh, they do work hard. And you're right, though. If you if you get there, I mean, shoot, honestly, if you get there like 10 or later, you, you're you not you're, picking you're anymore. Not, uh, you're <laughs> not. Very much left. You want sprinkles? You better be there at like 7 or 8, <laughs> yeah. man, or you're in trouble. So. I used to live behind the restaurant. Oh, nice. The steakhouse. And yeah. So my wife, would all, she loved the maple cream oh, yeah. donut. Uh, the Long, Long John's. John's. Yeah. yeah. And so I'd go there and I'd have to call her because they'd be out two hours i'd be like hey you need to save me a maple i'm coming up there in a little bit but uh no they have they got a good uh they got a good business there that's too fun that's too fun well awesome are, are there anything uh events or or any happenings with cashios coming up or or you know i mean, I mean again we're recording this around valentine's day right. but uh yeah just in, anything new and exciting happening at the restaurant um, well we revamped our basement oh so nice okay my wife said made me go all in when Tony said he was closing because of those parties, so I uh-huh. I redid my whole basement and uh, spent about a half million dollars on it. Oh my goodness! Have and opened that up and uh, made it kind of a industrial type look. Yeah, and put on new speaker system. Everything's wireless now. New bathrooms, everything down there. Wow. My goal is to hopefully that I can get more weddings and stuff because we'd only do like three, four a year. Yeah. Um, I got three booked for or four booked for this year so far, and a lot of people Great. are booking two years in advance because it's so hard to get a place. So twenty four, I think, will really help me a lot. And you know, I'm not out of line on price, so that's my goal is to you know start getting more parties, bigger events type stuff because that's gravy to us. In other words, money when it comes to yeah making staying in the profit area. So yeah, making sure yeah. you can keep unlocking that door every day. That's and- right. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, good. Well, th- that's good. So that's that's ready to go. 2023 is, you know, shaping up pretty good as, yeah. as we record this. So that's awesome. And the uh, the 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 stakes, I, I guess I didn't really even ask. And, and it's OK if you can't say because I don't want to get into the, the background soup. But uh, where, do, where do your stakes hail from? Where do you well, guys get them? we get um, a lot of stuff from Omaha Steaks now. They have a premium program that they started. Uh-huh. Uh, so I get my fillets, my sirloins from them. Um, now they, uh, they got so they cut my fillets. Oh, nice. You know when you cut a fillet, you lose about thirty three percent of a fillet loin when you go to cut it. And I I went to them and uh, talked with them, and they have a really good program. Um, ever since I've been with them using that, it was my dad was like, oh you can't be doing that, this and that, but. It takes me from being in the kitchen, out of the kitchen, because like, let's say case of top sirloins. Yeah. It's an 85 pound box. Okay. It would take you 45 to 55 minutes to cut those steaks. Mm. One case. Wow. Well, when you're selling 700 of those steaks a week, <laughs> whoops, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. When you're hitting, I'm, there's my Italian going on me throwing hey, my hands. Hey, let it, let it, let it have it. Go <laughs> but, for it. But, <laughs> you know, when you're cooking that, you know, cutting that much, I would have been in the kitchen even more. I would yeah. never have been able to see my employee or customers, my employees, you know, everything. And I went to them and they had this certain spec that I wanted on my, on my, like my top sirloins. And it's called a baseball cut. You know, so okay. it's a thicker instead of a thin sirloin. Sure. Kind of looks like a fillet, believe it or not, but it's not. And uh, I've 
got a good relationship with Dave Warren. It was, he's one of my best friends. Well, he was with Cisco for years. Oh, okay. And uh, Matt and Dan are the bigger guys up there, and they got with me and have a great relationship with them now, and I get a lot of my meat from them. Awesome. Um, and it's it's been good and uh, keeps me out of the kitchen. Everyone's still hand-cut. They're machines and this and that. So, I mean, it's the same thing, just somebody's doing it professionally wow. and getting it done faster than I could do it. And so it's it's been good for us. I love it. And uh, most of my products come from Cisco, and then I have Cashway and Reinhardt as my main and then Orsi's Bakery, of course, is oh yeah my main bread. Another make Omaha that, institution. Yeah, make that every that every day, and then we get some back of the house stuff from Rotellas. They've been serving us for years too. But uh, I try to go local as I can, but it's tough. Sure, you know a lot of people say, "Why don't you get all these organic stuff?" I'm like, I can't get the volume in here to do that kind of stuff. Like, yeah lettuce leaves or, you know, or tomatoes, you know, I may, I grow a garden. I do tomatoes during the summer, but you know, that's only two months out of a year. You're sure. getting tomatoes out of it. So right. no one can do the volume that we need when we're busy to, but that makes sense. Well, and, that, and yeah. that's neat that you're, you know, like partnering with Orsi's and stuff. I mean, cause they've been there a hundred years. Oh, yeah. And so I, I assume the, the, you get a chance to talk with some of the other restaurants kind of regularly ish, at least to kind of compare notes and say hi oh, yeah. and those type of things. And yep. so that's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, I, you know, I, first of all, Alvia, I, I appreciate you so much coming in and talking with me. Um, I uh, was, was actually talking with my wife and, you know, we, we get a, we get the chance to go to a lot of new places and check out a lot of places like that. And she's like, man, you really need to talk to cashews or Orsi's or something like that. And just, you know, give a, give some nice time and respect where respect is due for some of these, you know, pillars of the restaurant community in Omaha. And so I'm so glad you were able to come on. And, well, I'm and glad you invited me. me. I mean, it's, it's good to get your name out there. It's funny because I have, I had a couple that was with another friend that one of my friends that he, they met about six months ago been in Omaha, live off of like 144th and uh, L Street. Yeah. 20 years they've been in Omaha, never heard of my restaurant. I'm like, what? So when they came <laughs> down, you know, I'm showing them, and they're like, no, I've never heard of it. I'm like, you under a rock? And, <laughs> and But, you know, they loved it. So it's hard to get all these people to know your place because it's sure. tough. Little things like this. And I'm going to start doing more and more if anything that can help me in the long run. And I thank your wife for telling her to hook me up with a little podcast. You, you bet. Absolutely. You Absolutely. need to go we'll down do. there. It, it's been a bit. It's okay. been a bit. So well, I'm going to call you out right now. You need to get down there and eat. All right. It's it's going to happen. <laughs> I, I have been to Olson's kind of regularly. So well, maybe I'm let's just get right around the corner. So. All right. That's got to happen. I love it. I love it so much. And, um, you know, just having that experience, the whole, you know, steak, pasta, salad and the work. And, hey, I know if, if, if there's a medical emergency that you got me covered. Right. So. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm awesome. pretty good at it. <laughs> so if people want to keep an eye on you know things that are happening at Casio's or maybe need to give you a phone call uh, about whatever what's the best place or what's the best method to contact you and what's the best method to keep an eye on just what's going on at the steakhouse well right now we're in a struggle because my Facebook account got hacked oh geez. so I haven't oh, had a Facebook no. and we've been fighting with Facebook for almost seven months now oh no, my. nine months whoa and 
they aren't giving me my new Facebook, so I'm gonna probably gonna have to open it. I've sent them my ID, everything. Um, yeah. But if they go to our website, CastioSteakhouse.com, gives them a lot of information and stuff. Um, you can still, you know, put a reservation in there and stuff, or just call the restaurant. Perfect. Um, if they want my cell number, so so. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they just call down there. Perfect. And you know, we'll take care of them. It's usually me or Lacey, my manager, is going to be answering the phone anyway. So. Awesome. Well, well, my thanks to Lacey as well because she she was able to connect us so you could come yes. down and see me. So I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, the other nice part about Casio's too, not only, of course, with Olson's next door, but you guys have ample parking as well there too. Oh, yeah. Nice we and got, easy to park. Yeah. So that's a good deal. Got about deal. 170 stalls. You know, what? 10th Street's vamping up. It's, yeah. it's changing a lot. Uh, like we're getting a lot of houses that are getting – People are buying and remodeling. We're getting families that are now with the Great. school being across the street. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, Pine, you know, Pine, Pine Elementary. Yeah, Pine. Yeah. yeah. And uh, should have been Cashio's Elementary. Oh, nice. <laughs> but, uh, you know, all the condos and apartments that are all going around. It's, yeah. It's really starting to pop, that area. And it's coming right. towards us, which is a good thing for us, too. Cause Ten years ago, you didn't see people walking their dog with their little kids. And now people are out on the streets. You bet. And you see a bunch of new faces, Absolutely. say hi, talk to them, this and that. But You bet. And the, uh, you know, Santa Lucia Festival and things yeah. down there, I know that, that's been really awesome. And, you know, I, I you bring up a good point. You had mentioned somebody way out at 144th Street, but it's like, hey, do you come down to the zoo? Do you come right. down to the old market? Come and visit some of those, you know, institutions and staples in the community that, that will serve you a nice exactly. meal. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's there's a whole lot of good food east of 72nd Street. Just saying. There's there's great food there west is. of 72nd. Also, but come down and, you know, explore areas of town that, you know, maybe people haven't been to. Right. So that's perfect. Well, awesome. Well, I am so appreciative of your time. Um, you on your, on I'll say day off, but I'm guessing there was probably some work I work today and tomorrow yeah. I got to be there about 6.30 in the morning. So Figured yeah. out. As much Got as a lot of the, prepping to do tomorrow. That's how that always is. There's yep. never a true day off. No. So, well, Alfie Cascio, thank you so much. Um, go uh, visit him at Cascio Steakhouse, and he might be behind the grill or might meet you at the door. And uh, we'll sign it off here in Fatterday, Omaha. I will say that uh, I'm Dave Zorko. Thank you for being with us on Fatterday, Omaha. And until we eat again, stay hungry. Bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and stay hungry. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this.